This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Tuesday the 30th of January. In your squiz today, a Chinese builder comes crashing down. A Snowtown accomplice eyes his release. We might be in for a La Nina. And Taylor Swift's boyfriend heads to the Super Bowl. This is your squiz today. One of the major macroeconomic stories over the last year has been China's slowing economy. And in fact, Alice, you and Claire spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Now, a big reason for the slowdown is China's sluggish property market. And it all came to a head yesterday when Evergrande, which used to be China's largest property developer, was told to liquidate its assets. Yeah, Evergrande used to be absolutely massive. But that liquidation order comes off the back of years of financial struggle. To summarise, you mentioned the struggling property market, Alex. Mm. What's happened is that Chinese property developers amassed high levels of debt before 2020 as they raced to build homes and buildings as quickly as possible. But then COVID hit and property developers suffered huge losses. In Evergrande's case, it's around $493 billion, that's billion with a B, in debt, Mm. and it defaulted on that debt two years ago. Right. And the news from yesterday is that a Hong Kong court ruled Evergrande needs to start selling off some of its assets in order to pay back the people who lent it those hundreds of billions of dollars. Basically, the court said enough is enough. But Alice, here is the question. What does that mean for the world economy? Well, the first thing to note is that Evergrande could possibly appeal the liquidation order. But no matter what happens, this is going to shake confidence within China's market and right across international markets. As for what it means for Australia, we sell a lot of goods to China. It's our largest trading partner. And last year, our Reserve Bank warned that any sharp deterioration in China's property sector could lead to reduced Chinese imports of Australian goods and services. And Alice, as for what might be going on in China internally with this decision, a market analyst in Hong Kong has said that the decision to liquidate Evergrande was, quote, a sign that China is willing to go to extreme ends to stamp out its problems in that property market, which sure sounds like an expensive band-aid to rip off. Alice, we are not a crime podcast, (laughs) but if we were, we would be talking all day about the fact that one of the accomplices to Australia's infamous Snowtown murders is due to be released later this year. As you say, Alex, this case was infamous, but if you do need a refresher, Snowtown is a tiny town in South Australia's mid-north region, and in 1999 it was revealed that eight bodies in barrels of acid had been found. They were hidden in an old bank building in Snowtown, and that led to the convictions of three men for what ended up being a total of 11 murders. There was also a fourth man convicted at the time. His name was Mark Hayden. He wasn't convicted of murder, but he did go to jail as an accomplice. The South Australian Supreme Court found that he'd covered up the murders. Hayden was sentenced to 25 years in jail. 
That sentence is now due to end in the next couple of months. That impending release has sparked some mixed emotions with the South Australian Victims of Crime Commissioner Sarah Quick saying that Hayden's release would be very difficult for the families of the victims. But on the other hand, a South Australian lawyer, James Marcus, says community rehabilitation is a much more effective use of resources. Look, Alice, we can't say it enough on this podcast. Queenslanders have been having a very damp January. And if the latest prediction has anything to it, Australia might be in for some more long-term rain this year. Yeah, that's because meteorologists say that their latest modelling shows an increased likelihood that La Nina weather patterns are set to return this winter. Mm. Most Aussies on the East Coast would know that La Nina is the weather pattern associated with higher rainfall. And if we do enter La Nina, that would make it the fourth time in five years. Now, Alex, that's notable because it's only happened twice since 1900. This latest prediction, though, is based on a rapid cooling of sea surface temperatures in the Pacific Ocean in the coming months. And as you say, Alice, we won't know if we're in a La Nina until our winter. But in the meantime, the prediction is drier than usual conditions in February, followed by average levels of rainfall over the autumn. If you have been on the internet in the past couple of weeks, you would have heard about the inundation of X, formerly Twitter, with explicit AI-generated images in the likeness of Taylor Swift. Now, though, X has temporarily blocked users from searching Taylor Swift in order to prioritise safety on the platform. Yeah, those fake photos you mentioned were shared millions of times over the weekend until legions of Swifties, as Taylor Swift's fans are called, flagged the accounts responsible and they flooded the social platform with real images and videos of Swift. And they also shared a message encouraging other users to protect Taylor Swift. Now, Manipulating photos of celebrities is nothing new, but one study conducted last year found that the rise of AI has contributed to a whopping 550% increase in fake images since 2019. And Alice, that might be why the US White House has weighed in. It called the Taylor Swift images alarming, and that statement comes at a time when US politicians want new laws to crack down on the creation of deepfake images ahead of this year's presidential election. While we're on the topic of Taylor Swift, the more positive story is that Taylor's football-playing partner, Travis Kelsey, will be in this year's Super Bowl after he helped the Kansas City Chiefs secure their spot in the final. And for those who might not be huge US sports fans, Alex, the Super Bowl is the grand final of the American Football League and Kelsey's team won last year, so they're looking for a back-to-back win. But what Taylor's fans are really more excited about is that she's expected to be at the game to cheer Kelsey on. She actually has a concert in Tokyo the day before as part of her International Eras tour, but she's expected to fly back just in time for the game. Yes, I've heard that it's just in time as well. Mm -hmm. That game is on the 11th of February, US time, and Kelsey might actually need the support. Despite their win last year, the Kansas City Chiefs are going in as the underdogs against the San Francisco 49ers. 
Let's quiz the day, Alice. What is on the calendar for today? Well, the main thing is if you're in New South Wales, Victoria or the Northern Territory, it's the first day of Term 1. South Australian schools started back yesterday. So good luck if your family is getting back into the swing of things this week. And we also want to say good luck to Australia's women's T20 international team. They are playing against South Africa and that'll be at 7 o'clock on Channel 7. And that is it for us today. Thank you for listening and we'll be back with you tomorrow. G'day, I'm Kate Watson, co-host of News Club. News Club this week was an interview with Lauren Sams. She's the fashion editor at the Australian Financial Review. She's all over the business of fashion and retail, so I pulled her in to talk to us about fast fashion and ultra-fast fashion. In particular, businesses like Timu and Shein, who in Australia alone are on track to record more than $2 billion in sales. Here's a clip from that conversation. What is happening is that it's recalibrating fashion as a single-use item. Mm. So when you think about something that's 6 or $7, you know, my, I bought coffee this morning and that was $5.50. And that that's a single-use item to me. You know, I, I have my coffee. Like actually is, like you cannot use that twice. No. <laughs> and so when you're talking about a dress yeah. that's sort of an equivalent price – People equate it with something that doesn't need to be valued. Um, You don't need to wear it again. To listen to the full interview, just search for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow.